Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? And perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio, is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of healthcare. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongsville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. Okay, folks, our guest today is Mr. Andrew Hoffman. I was so excited to have Andrew into the podcast today because we've been doing a lot of American Honesty, so he's been on a lot, sure, but we haven't had a chance to sit down one-on-one in a really long time, and I was really looking forward to it. A couple of weeks ago, we were sitting at the bar having a beer, and we're like, dude, we got to do another solo podcast. It's been too long. It's not that we don't have fun with Jake. We do have fun with Jake. It's a blast. And we're definitely going to do some more of that because it's fun. I'm enjoying myself. It's a good time. But Andrew wanted to come back on, wanted to talk about how he was doing, what's going on in life, just pick his brain. And we had a great conversation. I really think that Andrew is feeling a lot more comfortable now with the podcast. He's really starting to open up. And really kind of show you guys like the great guy that I know personally. So it was a great conversation. So I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. All right. So here we go. Welcome to Uncensored Humanity. We're in the new studio, which is effectively my basement. And we have our favorite guest, or my favorite oh. guest, Andrew Hoffman. Andrew, how are we doing, sir? Um, I'm I'm humbled right now after after that. <laughs> well, but thank I you. am also I, in full yeah full agreement. I so, appreciate that. And we're so, on the same page. I'm it's, also my it's funny because like we've been doing a lot of the um, American Honesty podcast. So yes. we've we've been doing podcasts for a while now with with Jake and mm-hmm. then some random guests from time to time. But we haven't done one one on one in a long time. So I'm I'm pretty excited about yeah, this. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's the perfect way to break in the new studio. I I was going through the uh, catalog yesterday, and it's been about a year. Has it really been a year? Since we soloed it, yeah. Wow. But, um, That's too damn long. We need to do these more often. But, you know, to be, to be fair, we've been having a lot of fun. With American Honesty, and uh, that's not – that's definitely still um, – you know, we got something probably cooking, I'd imagine, here in the near future for I'm, you guys. I'm sure there's plenty of stuff yeah, to talk about. Yeah. Um, Jake is a man with a lot of a lot of ideas, and, and uh, he's, uh, he's going to be uh, presenting them, uh, continues to present them to us. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of a – it's kind of a slow news. I won't say it's a slow news time. It's not. Well, I'll say. Let me say this. It's not a slow news time. Well, not exactly. It's the opposite of a slow news time. But it's a. It's an exhausting news time. I mean, you know, it, it is. Yeah, that's that's hard to disagree. You know, there's a lot of there's so many things that you could talk about that would be you know probably easy things that we could burn ninety minutes on. Um, but you know, I kind of first of all, I can say speak for myself personally. Like when you get into like a lot of those focused conversations, sometimes um, about things going on in the news, you got to be real careful about whose sources you're taking. And I mean, you know, we've talked about the, um, I, I guess you would say you could kind of call it the, the the crumbling of the journalism integrity um, that's been going on here. For a while now, not just since Trump, but for a while. Um, I mean, are they even allowed to do journalism anymore? It seems like everything's just clickbait nowadays. I, yeah, it's well, it's kind of even gone past the clickbait and just gone into straight like I'm just going to tell you how I feel about this, you know, um, where uh, the biases aren't even being hidden anymore. It's so you got to be careful about that stuff if you're going to. If first of all, who's going to come? Who, I don't. I don't think people are going to come to us for the authority on topics like that so you know nor should they yeah so we never you know we're never going to be like news people but even when you even just sharing even just sharing opinions on current events i mean it can be like walking through a minefield right now yeah because um you know you could just unless you're double triple checking sources in fact i think i even said one time in an old podcast that you know unless you're ready to do the work and really uh you know formulate a structured argument about something do you really have any business putting it out in the in the sphere and, yeah, and i think that becomes the issue we've, we've talked about this before it's right now everybody has a voice because of social media and just because they have the ability to doesn't mean that we should be listening to it exactly it's, it's just it's it's crazy out there and i yeah and i think the same thing kind of goes for a podcast you know listen if, if you're gonna listen to this podcast you're hopefully look, listening to it like okay I've got my opinion on things, but I like these dudes. I kind of I want to hear what they have to say about it. Yeah. Not not to like I'm not going to go re- rewrite my worldview here, but it's fun to you know if you get, that's I think why that's why certain podcasts do do well is because regardless of what they talk about, it's you know you know the people you you don't really know the people, but you feel like you know them well enough to where you value what they have to say, even if you disagree with. Well, it. yeah, but I think that you do get to know people because people put themselves out there enough. Mm-hmm. You get to understand who they are, yeah, what they believe, do, yeah. those kind of things. It's strange. I remember being at the Arnold, God, was it three, four years ago now, and I met Matt Vincent, who is a um, Highland Games athlete. He does uh, YouTube videos and stuff like that. And he does um, what they, like, they call them video blogs, right? Okay. Yeah. And uh, so he puts himself out there a lot. Yeah. I was watching a lot of his stuff. I was I was injured and I couldn't train weightlifting, so I was training for a Highland Games. So I was watching a bunch of his stuff about 
like uh, how to throw the, the the implements and whatnot for the for the games. And I met him at the Arnold. And I was like, "This is strange because I feel like I know you because mm-hmm. I've seen so yeah. much of you." I'm like, this is weird. He's like, "I know. I get it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's it's super strange." Yeah, I mean, like some some people they really they will give you unlimited access right into their even sometimes the most mundane parts of their life, you know, but. It, I mean, that's what makes them real. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. not like Instagram where people put stuff on Instagram. It's like, oh, best day ever and all this kind of <laughs> stupid shit. And it's like, yeah. like, yeah, that's like the one moment of your day. What yeah. about the rest of your Let's day? Let's see when, the date. When life Let's sucks. judge for ourselves. Yeah. Put that date on the internet. I mean, I watched some uh, mountain biking videos now that I've gotten back into mountain biking this year. And uh, uh, Blake Sampson from GMBN, which is the global mountain biking network, if anybody wants to check them out on YouTube. Um he does a lot of these like video logs where he'll go out and he'll video himself on on two or three day journeys where he's like camping on his oh, okay. his bicycle yeah. essentially. They carry your tent, all your gear with you, and all that kind of shit. And he'll like show himself in the morning, like brushing his teeth and getting ready, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna go out today, we're gonna have fun. And it's it's not like a glamorous shot where he's got something behind him or whatever. Yeah. No, it's like it's just a real thing. Like he's just getting ready in the morning. He's packing up his gear. He's doing that stuff. Like here we go. Let's let's go have fun. Like that's what makes it real. Yeah. It's it's more enjoyable, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a it's it's um I, I when I was in I was in New York um a few weekends ago, and a couple times yeah saw um you could you see people that are they're vlogging themselves yeah. basically you know and it's I gotta tell you from from the outside it looks weird it looks bizarre it looks you weird know? It, but I think it's first of all I'm thinking like you know. Who needs to see you on the sub? Who cares that you're on the subway right now? But, you know, I mean. People watch I, I those things. He, yeah, if nobody is watching, he probably wouldn't be doing it. But um, I like people that will vlog situations that they know, they understand, like, a per, normal people probably aren't going to um, take part in, but they like to look at from a distance to kind of see how it would go. I don't know if you've seen. What, what do you mean by that? Okay, so there's. um. A large, I don't know if it's large, but there's a, um, it's a, a sect on, on YouTube of people that will go and they will um, experiment with homelessness, but not not like living on the street homelessness. Although in some cases, yes, even that too, but a lot of just like, hey, I'm just going to, I've sold my house, I'm going to take my Jeep, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm living, this is, just my, this is where I live now. You know, and they're not poor. They're not destitute. They're not even unemployed in, in, in most cases. But they, um, you know, that's their their life is how can I, how can you look, look at how I can, here's me living out of a Jeep Wrangler for two weeks in the middle of, of winter. And here's how it works. And some, and some of these people, like, it's insane how they've kind of tricked out their cars. I mean, they t- to literally have a, a small living, they actually have a living space. You know, they're cooking food in there on a tiny little skillet. They've got a tiny little TV hooked up, um, a little bedroll in the back. And it's like one of those things like you thinking to yourself, like, I could never do that. Yeah. But like you think, could I, you know, if I had to, if it came down to it, like, how do people do it? You know, man, could you imagine not having a house payment? Like, would it, what are the pro, you know, and so you, it gives you kind of an insight into something where it's like, I probably would never do it. But man, is it! I like it, sleeping indoors, so I don't know if I. Yeah, would. I mean, man, is it? It's it's interesting to see people just um, almost, you know, deliberately shun the the direction that the world's heading. You know, it's like let's everything is going, you know, more and more consumer and uh, connected, well, digitally and 
socially and all that stuff. And let me go the opposite end of that. And yet at the same time, I'm going to put it all on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going like, to video everything with technology yeah, exactly. and put it out there for other it's, people to it's see. Like, yeah, so it's it's weird. It's like, I don't know, modern homelessness. It's it's strange, but it's it's enthralling to a point. You know, that's I always watching. I, I always love watching things that I know that either by choice or by, uh, you know, just lack of ability, things that I would never be able to do. Like I love, I love you know watching that stuff. Trying to like, I don't know, vicariously put my you know put myself in situations where, you know, could I survive? Normally, the answer is always no. Like I typically, would, yeah, I, yeah. I I I don't have. I don't feel, you know, I mean, I'm not like, I'm competent when it comes to like living a uh, middle class life, I guess you could say. <laughs> you I don't, I didn't say I excel at it. I can do it though. Like I've figured out the, the ins and outs of surviving, you know, a really pretty easy middle class life. So uh, props to me for that. But anything beyond that. And it's like, eh, you know, uh, maybe I'll just watch some, see if somebody else can do it. And then I'll just kind of see if, yeah, I could probably do that. You know, I could probably, uh, you know, if I had to, I could, uh, you know, sell my possessions. And, you know, I've also, I've often wondered, you know, like missionaries and stuff like that, you know, people literally do just families. That's one thing growing up in a Christian school, you know, I would see families pick up and sell it all and like oh we're going to the dominican republic that's we're gonna be there for like the next five six years like oh okay cool yeah really okay nice uh you you do over there oh you know we're gonna build some you know, build an, you know orphanage gonna dig a well here and get some water into this school and whatever like oh okay that's cool uh well uh i'll be praying for you bro praying for <laughs> you you know and that's they don't want your prayers they need your money yeah. give them money oh, damn well, it yeah well at the time you know prayers were all you had to that's give. about all that you know <laughs> that they were gonna get so um but it, it's i'm it, at times it makes me wonder like are it feels like there are some people that are just they're just built different like and i wonder like am i built differently or are other people built differently well i mean obviously we're we're all kind of the same thing you know but our brains work very differently you know, I see the world in a very different way than most other people do, I think. Yeah. And that's okay. It's, it's just who I am. There's nothing wrong with that. Whereas, obviously, fundamentally, like, yeah, I stand upright mostly, and I've you know, I got two legs and two arms, yeah. and, you know, I'm not disfigured or anything crazy like that. You know, I look like a normal person other than I look like kind of a giant most of the time to mm -hmm. most people. Mm -hmm. But it, that's, it is what it is. I can't do anything about that. Like, Yeah, I mean, um, oh, boy, there's a train of thought loss. Um <laughs> But I just, I just I don't think that we're all that different, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the general sense of everything. But we're all very unique in the way that we see the world and what we do and how we live and the, all those kind of other things. I mean, it's just that, that's that's kind of the beauty of what is life. Do you think? See, I would I I would also say that I feel like I I don't know if I would say I view the world differently. I guess I participate in the world in a certain in a way, and I in in my mind it's like. You know, I, I, it may, and, and maybe it's just like simple, like, you know, high school level or junior high level self-deprecation. But, you know, you wonder, like, does if everybody thought the way I did and behaved like I did, where where would society be? You know, there are people like if you had, you know, a bunch of if, if everyone was Elon Musk, 
the world would look a lot different right now. Yeah, obviously. But if everyone was the same, we wouldn't have the differences that make it wonderful. I mean, like, like great example. Like, if everybody thought like like you and me, like there'd be no amazing artists out there creating beautiful works of art. Yeah. Whether whether that be painting or uh, performance art or dancing or anything, singing anything. Because I mean, I sound like a strangling cat when I try to sing. It's yeah. horrible. But I love music. Okay. I yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. I I really believe that music is a universal language. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's beautiful to me, but I can't create it. I love it, but I can't do it. So if everyone was like me, I would hate that. Yeah, I mean, like, so I'm wondering. What I wonder though is, like, does everybody like do people view the world, even though they might participate in it differently? Um. I'm trying to fig- kind of figure out how I like want to articulate it. Like, it's like, do do you ever you do you wonder if people process the world like you? And obviously, you know that they don't. Okay, so it's like a rhetorical question you ask them: Do people process the world like I process it? And you know they don't. So then the next question is: Well, who's processing it correctly? Me or somebody else? Yeah. And I think more. That that's kind of one of the things that I've really just um, I don't want to say struggled with, but I've I've also I've all, I, I often find myself when I just kind of go off on these tangents in my head and stuff like that. Like, is this what a normal person would be thinking about? You know, like what would because you know sometimes when I get up in the morning, you know, typically like the first hour of like my day getting ready is like just spent with my mind. It's just going. I don't know if it's like some problem I have with my sleep or whatever, but it seems like whenever I wake up, like I'm insane for like the first hour of the day. Like in my mind, it, it takes a while. It, it's not until like I actually get to work and get around other people that like I'll like like a snap of a finger. I'll like okay, now I'm I'm acclimated to society. Yeah. But um, you know, I'll so I'll sit there in the morning and it's like I'll just just ran, not really like stressing about things, just no like focus on you know what I should be doing that day. You know, no, you know, I'm not making a list in my head or not making you know, a list of priorities of things to do. It's like, uh, just, you know, I'll figure all that shit out once I get there and my mind gets right, you know? Yeah. And so I'm wondering, like, and so I think to myself, okay, it's probably not normal. You know, there are, obviously there are morning people. In fact, some of the most annoying motherfuckers in the world talk about, <laughs> like, they're, you know, I'm waking up at 4.30 a.m. I'm going right into a half-hour workout, you know, and then it's hot yoga, shower, Eight scrambled egg breakfast with avocado toast, and it's like, are you making fun of Jocko minus the yoga, of course? No, I, I'm <laughs> don't even. I'm not talking about anybody in particular right now, but it's like, you know, you just and a lot of those people, you know, they have military backgrounds and stuff like that, which I get. But it's to me, it's like it. it and I think I even made this comment to you there that we were talking about um, somebody that that might have been too busy to to uh, to hang out. And I was thinking to myself, and I think I told you, I was like, man, I said, nothing annoys me more than a busy person. And I know the reason that is, is because I think, like, I feel like being busy is generally considered a positive thing in, you know, from the outside. Like a person, I feel like if they more that they can look busy, that almost looks like a positive, that's a positive character. They, you know, they, that's like reinforcing to them is how little free time they have. And um, to me, it's like, I feel like in my mind, it's like, I feel like that's right. Even though it annoys me, like I can see it like, man, I should be busier. Like, wh- is it, 
am I, am I lazy? Like is, or are these people that are they just like trying to preoccupy themselves so they don't have to, you know, think about anything, uh, interesting that they can just constantly like, well, if I do this and this, and then, you know, if I got this whole checklist of things to do through the whole day, I don't have any spare time. And then, oh, maybe when I get home, I got, after everything's done, I've got a half hour to, you know, read a book or watch a show. And then I'm at bed and back at it. And it's like, I res- part of me like really respects that structure. Like really, I'm super envious of that structure. And at the same time, it's like, I, I, like, I mean, you know, I, I have to wonder, like, is it, is it all, for, is it real? Is it all for show or is it, is it real? Like, well, I think a lot if of you it could like, <sighs> if you had the choice, would you still be busy if you didn't have to be? And I, I feel like a lot of these people like the case. Yeah, they would be, you know, like I was even, I was talking to my dad and he's getting close to 70 and he's just like, it's like, I don't ever see myself retiring. And it's, you know, it's not financial. He's got all, you know, the money he would ever need to retire. But he's like, I have to work. Like if I'm not working, I can't, uh, you know, my mind goes crazy. I mean, here's, me, here's the thing like, is I think a I'll lot laugh at that. I think a lot of people keep themselves super busy. So they don't have to face their real troubles in their life or what have you. They just want to keep run, 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 run. So there's no downtime to sit and think. Whereas obviously sitting down and contemplating things is an important part of your life. You need to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like some people call it meditation. Some people call it reflection. Some people call it prayer. It doesn't matter. It's all the same thing. You know, look within, you know, quiet your mind and see what comes up, you know. And you're not, you're not actually trying to quiet your actual mind. Just letting things just kind of happen naturally. Whatever's going to happen yeah. is going to happen. It's like, but I think there's also a lot of things to do with. You want to stay busy. You want to you want to keep doing things that you enjoy doing. Now, having said that, like if your dad wants to work, let him work. Oh, of course. But yeah. let's have him work at something that he loves and he's passionate about. He wants yeah. to get up and he's excited to go do in the morning. Yeah, like, he, he, like yeah. me, like I get up and I go to work. Uh-huh. Like it's nothing amazing. It's just work. It's 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 a job. Like I got to pay my bills. Like it is what it is. I got to go do that thing. And like. And eventually, later in life, I'd like to be able to get away from that and then go do something more of what I want to do. Yeah. You know, so it's like even when I retire from work, Mm -hmm. like I still want to go out and do things. But now I want to do the things that I want to do. Yeah. You know, whereas some of those things, like I like to hang out at the gym and bullshit with my friends Mm -hmm. and go mountain biking and go play sports. I don't get paid for that. So it's like I got to have money coming in somewhere. Of course. You know, but if I didn't have to go to work, I'd be doing a lot more of those things. Yeah. Yes, so it's like, I, I feel yeah. like you want to stay busy because, I mean, how many times have you heard somebody who retires, they're 65 years old, and they're, and they're, they're usually dead or in serious trouble within five years of retirement because they just sit at home they waste and they away. waste away. Yeah. They don't do anything. They don't go anywhere. They don't have any friends. They don't have any activities. They, they just sit at home and watch TV like, oh, I've earned this. Like, yeah. I get it, but get your ass out and go do something. Just start a, a nonprofit. It's like start a something. Start a little side business. Yeah. I mean, just go have fun. I mean, like, I feel like um, I there's there's definitely some sort of a um, kind of like a wish factor, like when I see stuff like this, because for me, it's like I don't know if I if I had all the time, I'm not sure what I would do with it. Like, I I feel like you know, I would I would have this picture in my head of what I would want it to look like if I had complete control over my time. But, you know, part of me just thinks like, um, would I just, would I just get more wasteful with my time? 
You know, if I if you give me an inch, am I going to take a mile, basically? Yeah. And, you know, I think that I think it's ultimately I think it comes down to a you know it's a character flaw, and I I don't think there's anything wrong with admitting a character flaw. You know, I I will get in these cycles where I can where I can literally convince myself that I am the you know the the greasiest piece of human shit that's <laughs> <laughs> it, ever been smudged <laughs> on the floor. Okay. But, and I will, I, I will seriously, like, I have literally, I, I will seriously have to talk myself out of this with, like, present, like, dude, I'm not going to let you, like, do this to yourself. Like, you're not going to do this to yourself. Like, you're going to. This you, is all self-talk. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is all, of course. Yeah. yeah. 90% of what I, of, of my conversation is with myself. <laughs> um, so, I'll, t- I'll say, okay, you want to rip on yourself. Okay, let's, let's take it to trial. And I'll present the facts to myself. Like, okay, this is actually what you do do. This is actually what your day does look like, regardless of what you want to. You might have this vision in your head of you sinking into the crease of a of a of a recliner and turning into goo, but you know, I mean, I go through in my head just day to day what I do. The fact that I still, at least to the best of my effort, try to make an effort to see all of my friends and 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 still try to keep myself available to um, to not disappear socially. Yeah, I mean, there was a period in my early twenties where I just, I just disappeared into the ether and almost, almost lost like all the friends I had made, you know, from high school and stuff like that, just because I stopped hanging out. Yeah. Now I had just had a son, but I think I used that as an excuse yeah. more than anything. Yeah, like, I think I think a lot of people. do I don't that. have to go nowhere. I don't want to go anywhere. And thankfully, my thankfully my friends, you know, I'm just that great of a guy that you know no, nobody, you know, they they waited around for me and and now you know to this i've always made it a point since then that like um the maintaining a relation once you get out of high school man if you want to maintain a relationship you're gonna have to put in some work yeah but i i think the good thing about that is when you have really good friends you cannot see each other for a really long time and get together yeah and it's like you've never had well, time and that, apart and that's how it has to be because let's face it as two adults they just aren't going to be hanging out on the weeknights or you know, every weekend, it's just not, it's just not going to happen unless, you know, it's a weird circumstance where you're both single, even maybe even luckily if you're both married, I guess, and you and your spouse and they and their spouse like to really hang out. But I don't really ever see that. I mean, if you're going to have a friend, it's rare. Adult, it does happen. Yeah, it's rare. You have, it's not like friends. Yeah. You know, the you, TV you, show. You like can't, it's yeah, not like real world exactly. is not like that. No, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But yeah, so you cannot be, I got this one friend and he's, um, I'm going to call him needy i mean he's married he's got a couple kids but this dude will he will let me hear it if he doesn't if if he doesn't think i'm pulling my weight you know friendship wise he has no problem telling me and it's of course whenever he does first whenever he does it i'm always like man fuck you like i got my own you know come on now what do you want from me you know i got my own shit to deal with here but you know instantly i'm like man thank god at least you know this dude cares enough about this friendship to to call me out when i'm you know if i'm withdrawing yeah so, um, and you've done that too. So it, it's just one of those things. Like I've learned to like accept that about myself. Like I'm going to have to just take correction sometimes when it comes to, um, being more societal, you know? I mean, it's like anything else in life. Like, like we had talked about the other day when we got together, you know, it's, you make time for what's important in your life, you know? And if it's not that important, then you don't need to necessarily make time for it. But if it is going to be important, you've got to make time for it. If that means cutting out other things, that means you cut out other things. That's just how that works. You know, and like there are certain people that, that I like to see, but some I don't get to see, but maybe 
once or twice a year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and I'll, mm-hmm. I'll text my buddy and be like, hey, bro, I'm thirsty. Mm-hmm. And that's code for it. Let's go get a beer. Yeah. You know, and, he, and he'll look at his schedule, talk to his wife, see when he can get away for an evening, and we'll go hang out for a couple of hours. And every single time, it's like we've not spent but a week apart. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's just, he's one of those kind of friends. And those are the kind of friends that, that I try to hold on to. Mm-hmm. And it's hard work and it sucks. And I'm busy doing other shit. And there's times that I just, it's, it's more of a hassle than anything. Yeah. But it's like, it's got to happen. Yeah. You and, have, and every you time have to it do does, it. Yeah. I'm so happy we got together because mm-hmm. it's always a blast. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's just one of those things that sucks about being an adult. Like when you watch I, one of the one of these topics I kind of brought up um, that I jotted down that I wanted to talk about. That's kind of like um, I'm really feeling the effects of like time and how it uh, it, it can almost feel like it, I mean, it's I don't know. I don't want to like drown you in corny metaphors but it's like how adversarial it it starts to become especially like you know when you have i don't want to say like well if unless you have kids and you wouldn't know but i'm just speaking myself as somebody with kids um how much more amplified it is uh you know just watching um just because your memories are so fresh you know your memory Memories, at least for me, like are so fresh in my mind of of just the last, you know, what's it been, almost eighteen years that I've been a parent, um, that it it really amplifies. Like when I look at where I'm at right now, it's like I cannot believe that a, you know time chunks of time have happened. When I think back to an event, like man, that was five years ago, that was six years ago, seven years ago. And it feels like it could have happened. Like the memory is just as fresh as a memory from yesterday, you know, or something like that. And it, uh, it just, it really sucks, man. Because like, I've, I've thought about even talking to my parents about this, or, or maybe, um, well, I'll get into this, this maybe this other gentleman here a little bit later. But you know, you, I, 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 I had this need. I want to talk to people older than me to find to kind of like find out how they handle it. I'm somebody that like when I when I when I sense impending like doom or dread, I want to get it like over with. I want to confront it right away, even though it's might not be the time or place in my mind. I do, I, even though I know it's not. I don't. So I'm saying like, okay, I know that like there's going to be an ultimate period where all my kids are out of the house. They're all grown, and it's like the, how 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 terrible that's going to be. At least in, that's what I'm telling myself in my mind. Yeah. You know what what I honestly believe is like. Obviously, it's that's just the way it goes, and it's going to be awesome to see, you know, their what they're like. You know, I, I know all that, but um, when you have to like, it's like I I I'm I'm so anxious, like anticipating what that moment's going to feel like. Is it going to be as bad as I'm expecting it to be? That I just want to get it over with. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times that will lead me to just take myself out of the present day because I'm just overtaken with anxiety and stress and stuff like that about everything the future is going to bring, you know, because, um, you know, I look, I kind of, I look at my life and I'm like, man, I have there, I have really experienced no tragedy in my life. I mean, it's weird. It's weird to think about it. Like, pardon me. I just, if that just, (laughs) if that just came over the air, just ignore that. Um, but, um, man, I have the worst ability to maintain a train of thought. Um. Yeah, well, like I was talking about, like yeah, con- confronting those anxieties and stuff like that, and ca- it causing me to 
almost not enjoy or in a weird way almost resent the present because it's like, you know, all all this – oh, yeah, I know what I was talking about. Okay, how I, I've, I've never experienced – I feel like I've never experienced tragedy, you know? Isn't that a good thing though? Oh, you would th- – yeah, of course it is. I mean it's it's – it's almost, and that's the thing, is it's almost too good of a thing. Like, it's almost, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 40 next month. And it's like, that's, to me, it's like, that's, I mean, I'm like, I'm I'm into life. Like, it's not, in my mind, I've always been like, thinking like, well, I'm setting myself up for, for, for this or that, setting myself up to be here in life. And I'm in here. I'm, I'm, I'm where I'm at right now. I'm 40. I'm in a good spot. I'm in a secure, you know, I'm in a, you know, a successful, secure spot, but it's like, nevertheless, I'm still dug in right here. You know, there's no, there's no going back to school. You know, there's no, as of right now, you know, there's going to be no, um, you know, traveling Europe, hiking the mountains of Germany or anything like that. The cliffs of Scotland anytime soon. Like that's, that's stuff that's not, that's just not going to happen for me, uh, maybe in the future, but you know, any chance I had of using the prime of my life to do this stuff, like that's, you know, that, that, that ship has sailed. And I'm not saying that that's not, I wouldn't trade my life right now at all, but I've never had to suffer over anything. Like my kids have always been healthy. Um, I've been, I think the most, the only time I've been in the hospital is to have my gallbladder removed. And, you know, that was like outpatient surgery. Um, you know, all my wife, my wife's pregnancies were all healthy. I mean, all the births were fine. Um, yeah, I've, you know, I've lost my grandparents. She's lost her grandparents, but that happens. Man. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I you know, that's, you're I mean, sad. I've got, I've got one left. It's yeah. Just, it's how you're it not, goes. I wasn't broken up body, even though I, man, I love my grandparents so much, like, and spent so much time with them. I wasn't really that impacted because they lived long lives and, you know, they didn't, they got to, you know, be by their loved ones when they passed. It's like, man, if you're ever going to like my wife's grandma just passed away a few weekends ago. Ninety eight. Damn, that's a good run. I think, or maybe maybe ninety five. Anyway, it was like mid upper nineties. Yeah, and still, and and here's the insane thing is, this lady was going strong, and she was living. She wasn't living in like a home, but she was living like you know one of those retirement communities where you had your own house. You know, you had your own place, but she. Had, she was going strong. She loved to sew. Okay, sewing machine. You know those things are those old sewing machines are fucking bears. All right. Yeah. Falls on her leg while she's there by herself, and like really like jacks her leg up. And she, I guess she has to end up crawling to like you know get help at the phone. And then she was gone. You know, like a couple of days later. And it's just like to live a life like that, and then to be taken out by a sewing machine. You know, something that you've done your entire life. Well, yeah, but I look at that like a win, dude. That's you where know, I'm, that, that's like, where I'm going. Actually, it's like, like <laughs> I, I, mean, I watched my grandpa when, when he passed away a few year, few years ago, like in and out of the hospital with problems and issues, and yeah, and he was home and grandma was taking care of him, so he wasn't in a nursing home per se because she was still able to do that. Yeah, but it was just. I mean, I watched like his legs would just blow up and hold all this fluid. Oh, they, yeah. they couldn't figure out what was going on, and he would just sit on his ass and watch TV. And it's like you got to get up, just and waiting, you, yeah. you got to just hustle, you, you got to just keep moving. Like, I, yeah, I would just, I would love to be like an older person like that. Like when I get to that age, and like still out doing the damn thing. Yeah, you know, I, I, obviously I can't do it to the age like to the point when I was twenty. Mm-hmm. I can't do that now. Yeah, you know, and I'm thirty six. It's like 
you know, I, I feel the effects of that now. It's like I work out with a bunch of you know kids in their early to mid twenties. Yeah. It's like I, I can't do that shit anymore. I, I just can't. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but when I get older, it's like I still want to be moving. Like my grandma, she out hustles most kids our age. Mm. You know, she she just works. Yeah. And she's always going, and I'm telling her like, you can ask for help. It's all right. Like she, she has mulch. Okay. Yeah. You know, she'll put all the mulch down. She'll do her entire house out in the backyard, all that kind of shit. Oh wow! And she just does it a little bit at a time because she gets tired. So she'll go in. She'll take a break. She might come back out later. Go like go out and do some more in the afternoon or something. She can't do all that stuff, but it's just like she's out hustling, doing the damn thing. She's like, I don't want to ask for help because then they're going to want to come over and get it all done at once. Yeah. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I just, I can't keep up with that. So I just kind of do it at my pace and do my own thing. And she just, that's how you stay active. It's how you keep moving. And it's just like doing that kind of shit's going to keep her out of a home. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Like, you have to have a purpose. Like, I don't want to be sitting in a, in a home somewhere shitting on my back later in life. Yeah. I'd rather go out in a puff of smoke. I realize it's not going to be a blaze of glory, but. You never know. I, I'd love to be the last person to be like, oh shit. <laughs> that, that's like, that's all you get out. And We're it's like, like, over. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so like, um, there's this. I have this, of course, big surprise. This, in, this anxiety about this impending, this impend, impending life event that's going to eventually, like, shake my world, you know, and because and and I think to myself, I have, <laughs> I have no experience on how to handle, like, real suffering, none. Like, I have. I I think the most I've ever truly suffered was maybe breaking up with my first girlfriend. Like I'm trying to, I'm thinking back to like the times where I was the most emotionally broken in my life. And I'm talking about like dog shit like that, you know, like that's it. Like, and so the fear of how I'm going to handle uh, a tragedy is to me more frightening than the tragedy itself, you know, because I don't know, like I don't, um, I don't know, am I going to, you know, everybody, am I going to be like a Facebook meme and tighten up my bootstraps and I'm going to be strong and be a strong lion that, and that's learn the, from it? You that's know? the bullshit that people bolster to act like they're all hard and bothered, but yeah, but you they're know shitting their pants outside of that. Here's the so. thing, though, is, and I started to realize this, like, I'm thinking these these corny ass memes, they, they, have to, they speak to somebody because there are people out there that have had to, as cliche as it is, they have had to learn and grow and be strong, you know, get stronger and evolve from hardship. As corny as that sounds to me, and and as corny as the memes are, it's like, that is a thing, you know, people are, you you do get hardened by um, trials. And I think that there are people that are better prepared to deal with, you know, hardship than other. And, And that's the thing is, I don't know, I might deal with hardship when it eventually comes, I might deal with it amazingly. I might be able to compartmentalize it. I might be able to, you know, or what, or what if I just, you know, I don't know. Like I, I'm anywhere on the spectrum from a total shutdown to a complete psychotic episode and anywhere in between, you know, who knows? Um, so it's, you know, th- those are like weird thoughts that will just, you know, that just like will dominate my head. And it's like, before I realize it, it's like, you know, I I I'm missing out on what's going on in the present, um, so I've kind of tried to, you know, at least I can kind of realize the craziness of the whole thing, so I can intently try to at least tell myself, 
you know, like I was saying earlier, one is I will present a case against this voice in my head saying, you know, it's, you're going to have to, you know, if you're going to sit there and rip on yourself, you're going to have to at least be objective about it and not just make up a bunch of false narrative in your mind about what a piece of shit you are. Like, let's, and of course, yeah, sometimes I will go in my head and I will say, but there is, you know, this is something I've been meaning to change for years. Like getting back to the gym, like I've been meaning to do that for years now, like two years. And it's like, I, and part of my head's like, well, if I, if I really, like you said, you make time for the things you want to do. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I obviously haven't done it. So it's not something I want to do. Well, big surprise. A lot of people don't want to go to the gym. Um, you know, you're not special there, but it's like, I'm trying to think to myself, like what at some point, like what's going to get me back? Like, where's the point where desire in my mind turns into action? And I think to the past, you know, in the past, I haven't had any issue with it. You know, I was, um, I think back in like 2006, I was at like my worst weight. I was like up in like the mid two fifties. Um, and Eventually decided, well, I'm, I've ne- and I had never gone to the gym. I had never worked out at that point. So I would have been, what, like 26 years old. Got myself real nice and, and, and real nice and morbidly obese um, at 26. And just said, well, I'm going to give the gym a chance. You know, here, here I, I, I was new to Wadsworth relatively. And the gym was right down the street. I'm like, let's just, let's see what happens. I got in there and man, and boy, did I become gym guy. You know, I got, I was all about it. And I was, you know. I, I did and, and on and off until, um, you know, a couple of years ago where I was either at a certain, you know, at a gym, at CrossFit, did P90X for a while, rejoin a gym, go to the Y. And then I, no. just, I got to a point where I was like, man, I just like part of it was nothing's working anymore. And, and I knew that was, and I deep down, you know, suspecting that that's my fault that, you know, like I don't have some sort of like weird alien body that's incapable, that does not respond to diet and exercise. Although there are people out there that I'm sure do have that. I, it's, I'm it's not very convinced rare. I'm It's out there. Yeah. It's very rare. Um, for the people who say they don't, they just, most of them just don't work hard enough or, yeah. eat, or eat well. That's just, that is what it is. But when, when you're going through this whole cycle of doing this and then going there and then CrossFit, the P90X, all the other stuff, you know, were you like... Was it steady the whole time, or is it like you'd work out for a couple months and then be off for a couple well, months, and then work out for a couple months, then try something different for a couple? months? I would say the, my first go around at the gym it lasted a couple years. Okay, so it was yeah. solid for a oh, couple yeah. years. It, it was a lifestyle. I mean, I got all the way down to what I say. I started at probably two forty, um, got all the way down to the mid one sixties, and which is huge. Lo- and that's I, huge. Lost so much weight, and I did all that in about six months. Which, that's a little bit too fast. Well, that's that's what cost me my gallbladder was that rapid weight loss. Um, Fucked with the whatever uh, levels of whatever the levels of gall in my bladder. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, and then, uh, um, you know, I g- I'd give a little bit back, and then I'd come on strong with some, you know, in- insane, you know, either insane low calorie diet, probably totally just rants, you know. D- destroying my metabolism. Yeah, it's not good in your body. You know, I would go through this thing where I, I did this thing that I self-titled it like the the monk diet because I had looked at what fasting, how fasting monks eat. And, you know, those monks that fast for, you know, months at a time, it's not like they don't eat there. They do fast, but they, I think they consider a fast of like less than 500 calories a day or something like that. Um, at least that's what I had read at the time as far as whatever monks that I was going to emulate. That's what they did. 
So, yeah, did that for a while. Of course, lost a bunch more weight. And then CrossFit I did. You know, that was, what, four years, I think. I, I was at CrossFit four or five years. And then, um, and I'm not going to lie, got hella strong. I mean, for, for me, I think I started deadlifting, properly deadlifting 95 pounds when I started CrossFit. You know, that's what I could do with proper form. Um, and I think I ended up leaving there, you know, up in that, you know, 430 ish range, which for me, it was like, so for most people, that's all you need. Yeah. I mean, I was getting, so I, I did, I got, I got insane results and not only, and that's another weird thing too, is not only did I get great results at CrossFit, but I met some freaking crazy ass good people there. Yeah. You know, um, not everyone that CrossFits is a dick. Most of them are. Most of them are. <laughs> Not everybody. Um, so it wasn't like, oh, I, you know, I hated the scene. Everybody was, you know, it did get to a point where the, the gym I was going to started to, like when I first started there, it, you, you remember Dave, obviously. Yeah, of course. He's one, our spon- your sponsor here. The greatest, the greatest coach of anything that I could ever imagine having. I mean, that dude literally, like his, his spirit kept me engaged that first year and got me you know, entrenched in it. Yeah, but he, he's, he would he's not diff- let me give up. He's different because there's a guy who just wants to help people yeah. get better. And he, of course, obviously moved on as he as he should have and, and has his own thing. But at, at, at the time, you know, the gym I was at then, it kind of over time, it it transitioned to more of a high uh, of a pr- premium athlete facility, meaning like if you were you, you were getting yeah, it was much more about competing yeah, than it was the average person you know, coming in and getting good results. Yeah, it was you know they would stuff as many people as they could into that gym, and you'd have you know thirty barbells going at once, and everybody getting the attention were the people who were training to you know for the next CrossFit you know CrossFit com- local, local competition, competition or anything like that. And yeah. uh, and you know the newbies, you know I'm in there and I'm I'm not great, but I at least you know I'd been there so long I knew exactly what to do. I knew all the the movements and how to be safe and stuff. But, you know, you watch people in there throwing bar people that were in there on a group on throwing barbells around. And it's yeah. like, this somebody is, was going to get hurt. Yeah. And I, yeah, I saw one girl break her ankle once had a barbell dropped on her, on her ankle. And, um, really? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right in the middle of a wad. And, uh, so, so yeah, that, that kind of sucked a little bit because I realized like, okay, I'm never going to be, you know, co- you know, high school athlete, college athlete, going to start competing. I mean, that's not going to be me. So, um, but I don't have anything bad to say about that experience really at all. So it wasn't like, well, I'm not, I'm never going to the gym again because this is all bullshit and it's all a bunch of, you know, meatheads. And no, I mean, I, I love my experience and yet I just, <laughs> I just cannot like the idea of going, of going anywhere right now. I can't like, I just, and I'm just so accustomed to not having to do something that I don't want to do because, you know, let's face it, at the end of the day, even though as great as I felt and as good as the results were, it was still something I didn't look forward to every day. Like some people, they love it. You know, they can't wait to finish work and get to the, get to the gym. For me, it got to be the point where I was like, man, like I'm going to get railroaded today at the gym. Like I'd be looking at the workout, like, holy shit, like <laughs> I got to run a mile and then do this. And I got to come back and run another mile. And that ain't, you know, and so I would, it got to the point where I would just start to like think every day about how can I talk myself out of going here? Like, what, is there any reason I can think of it at all to, that I got to do something or, you know, and then it, eventually it just kind of like a lot of people, a lot of coaches eventually started leaving and I was like, well, I guess I'll leave too and I'll go find and do my own thing. And I did and I joined the Y for well, probably six or seven months and 
Yeah, but the problem with that yeah. is, who did you lift with at the Y? Well, I, I really didn't lift at all. I yeah. really, I really started. I really just kind of did primarily all cardio. Just cardio. Point. I mean, I try to do it because you really can't. They do have like you know some dumbbells there, and like you know kettlebells and stuff. Which, but it, you know, I felt I, I had to got to admit I felt a little doofy kind of doing my own like little CrossFit workouts while you know you got like a bunch of like high schoolers trying to you know they're all doing their squats, deadlifts, and curls. And if, all that if shit. they're squatting, they're usually not squatting. Well, yeah, they're doing their three. A lot of curls. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, a lot of curls. So it was like, oh, I'm just going to, I guess I'll just do the tread, you know, the treadmill and the elliptical machine and stuff and did that for a while. And then um, I think honestly what ended up happening at the Y was my the credit card that I had attached to my account. I ended up having to change it because I lost it. And so they weren't able to bill it. So my membership got canceled. And I was just kind of like, well, I, at this point, uh, maybe I'll, you know, I'll get around to going to re, you know, re, re up. And, when you feel like it. And that was, I don't know, what, two years ago or something? Two well, years dare plus. I say, the problem here is that the, well, I think one of the big reasons why CrossFit gets such good results for a lot of people is that there is a good atmosphere at most of those gyms. Some of them are douchebags. You'll find that out. Try a couple of them out. See which ones you like. But I think it can be really good, especially for somebody like you who wants to like go in and just try something different. And just have some fun and do do something that you're not gonna have to like think about or do whatever. Like that's the great thing about those classes that you can just show up, do your thing, have some fun, and go go back to your everyday life. And it's it's not that big of a deal because I think most people kind of need that kind of atmosphere. They they don't want to go to the gym and think, oh, I'm gonna write my program for the next month and I'm gonna do this for my strength and this for my cardio and this and that. No, they just want to show up. They want to do some work, get a good sweat going, do yeah. some strength work, and get home. You know, and like I'm actually pushing coach to do a podcast with me soon about like how important it is to lift when you get older. Yeah. Like once you hit 30, like you start losing like muscle mass, mm -hmm. bone density, all those kind of things. So it's like you need to counteract that with lifting. Yeah. Now, you don't need to compete. You don't need to be a power lifter or a weightlifter like me or a bodybuilder or a fitness competitor or anything like that no you just you got to go in do some basic strength work we all need to get our heart rates up that's something that i've realized very recently is like i got to get back into some cardio because mm -hmm. i've been focused on just being as strong as possible yeah well that was for, what you're training for, for weightlifting yeah. yeah but i'm at the stage now where my lifting has kind of gone to shit it is what it is and i need to focus more on health mm -hmm. i was watching a uh, documentary the other day about uh tim kennedy I don't know if you know who Tim Kennedy is. Uh, no. um, I believe he was an Army Ranger, Green Beret, uh, UFC fighter, uh, just a bad motherfucker. You know, and he, I, I think he was on a Discovery Channel show called uh, Hard to Kill or something like that, where yeah. they put him in all kinds of precarious situations and see if he could survive. Because oh. apparently other people had done it. So he's like, well, let's see if we can replicate it. And he, yeah. Just bad motherfucker. And I was watching, and he was training a bunch of like um, – uh, first responders, uh, military, you know, federal officers, like those kind of guys. And he was basically just given a real gut check of like, um, you need to be in great shape because you took an oath to protect other people who can't mm. protect themselves. Yeah. I don't give a shit if you get killed. That's your job. Yeah. You know, you need to make sure you can protect other people, you know, and he was like grappling and rolling with them. And he's like, this isn't jujitsu. Like, this isn't like rules and regulations. He kept putting his thumbs in people's eyes. He's like, I just fucking tore your eyes out. Yeah. You know, it's like, this This isn't a fair fight. This yeah. isn't. This like, is yeah, yeah, this is this is stuff that's going to happen. You need to win. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was, it was really interesting. It, it really just kind of like 
I need to stop being a bitch. <laughs> I need to get my cardio back. I need to get back in the gym, start jujitsu again. Like, I need to get rolling here. Like, I, I know, just... I know how you feel, man. Like, I feel like, and that's kind of like what I'm. I, I feel mentally and physically soft right now. You know, like I'm not prepared. You know, physically or mentally, spiritually, whatever. Like for the act of aging growing older it's like i feel like it's i'm so like anxious about the whole thing that instead i think i decided to almost just like withdraw and like well let's wait and see what happens you know (laughs) it's like even though you know like that's not that's not people like that's not the way things are supposed to work like you can't (laughs) and then you know so it's like i feel and then you like you know you pile the guilt on on top of like well shit i'm getting away with it now like and it doesn't feel like I should be getting away with it, but man, I'm, you know, I'm here. I am. I'm still, you know, I'm still kicking and, and I haven't had to do anything. I haven't had to do anything. I don't like, you know, God forbid I do something that inconveniences me or something that I don't want to do at a particular time. So it's like, yeah, you have that, that guilt of getting away with it. It's like why all these other people are out there busting their ass and, you know, scraping by and, I'm not doing shit and I feel great about it. You know, it's, you trick yourself into that. Yes. You know, that's what it is. You are tricking your own self. Yeah. And so, but, but dare I say like, you need to find something where there's a group of people there that you can go work out with them and have fun. I'm telling you, I I think it'd be best for you. Like I love going to the gym with my teammates, even though I'm not even really lifting right now. Yeah. Like I'm taking some time off. Like I still go to the gym and hang out with them. Yeah. Cause like, I like hanging out with them. It's fun. Like, I couldn't imagine – I mean, I've got stuff here to lift at home, but I couldn't imagine just lifting in my basement. Yeah. You know, and just doing my thing and then just going on with the rest of my day. Like, I mean, I like going to the gym and seeing them and hanging out with them and having fun. And sometimes we'll go out to, to dinner afterwards to get some beers or do whatever. Like, I enjoy that. I think yeah. I think most people need that, like a little bit of a community, especially when you're trying to do something hard like that when you're working out. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's – I would try – there were times when even when I was at CrossFit and I – you know, couldn't go. I was out of town or whatever. And I would look at the workouts and I would say, well, okay, I'll just modify this. And I'm going to do it. I do it on my own. And I would do my best to do it. And, you know, even though I, when I was done, you know, I'd be, you know, I'd be sweating and breathing, but I would know like, man, I, I did not go as hard as I would have gone. In if class. I, if yeah. I been when everybody else is there. Yeah. So you, you go harder. Yeah. There's definitely something that cannot be argued there. I mean, I feel like you need to be comfortable to be there at all, but at this point it's like, I'm not even doing it by myself. But so life, life's also not about being comfortable. Yeah. Well, for me, it's that's what it's all about. Right? <laughs> that's, and that's kind of like that. Well, yeah, maybe we need issue. to change that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, Matt. I don't, oh, man, that just sounds uncomfortable to not be comfortable. <laughs> I don't know. But um, but yeah, kind of all that to to wrap around and say like, you know, uh, I've been uh, there's just yeah, there's been a lot going on in my mind about kind of where I'm at right now and kind of where I feel like I need to be. But then I also, I'm, I'm so like, uh, I don't know, like I'm never content. Like, so I feel like I, I almost tricked myself to say, well, even if I did get there, even if I did, you know, start this amazing morning routine and started, you know, taking care of myself more and this and that, like, I feel like, well, I, I, it should make me happier, but like, 
I can't ever remember being content where I was. It's not like I, I can't, I'm not going to say I can't ever remember. I mean, I've been happy, no doubt. It's not like I've lived a life devoid of happiness or joy by any stretch of the imagination, but content, I can't remember if I've ever felt content. Even when I was down to one in my, in the one sixties, I remember weighing myself incessantly because I was daily after every meal, after a shit, because like I was not ever content with, with where I was at the point at the time. So it was like, what is the point of doing all that work if I'm just never going to, if I'm never going to sit and bask in the glory of what I've accomplished? But it's you know? but it's not so much about the glory of yeah. what you've accomplished. It's just, I know it's about living. It's about oh, it's, being it's, healthy. It's about yeah, exactly. And here here's the here's the real thing. We all know people that smoke cigarettes and drink way too much and don't work out and do crazy stupid shit and they live to their hundred. Yeah, it, it is what it is. Yeah. And we all know people who bust their ass and watch their diet and do everything super by the book and they're, they're in great shape and they're amazing and they have a heart attack at 50 and die. Yeah. Like, it, shit happens. Uh-huh. But all you, all you need to do is hedge your bets. Yeah. Like, is, is it going to be better for you to be a healthy weight and to be in decent shape and to maintain some muscle mass and some bone density by lifting? Yes. Like, do you need to go crazy and join a CrossFit gym and do all that kind of stuff? No, you really don't. Like, that's a little much for most people. Yeah. But some people need that. They need a little bit more. That's fine. Light it up. Have a good time. You know, so it's, it's just about, like, living right. And I, I love – Joe Rogan talks about this on his podcast all the time. Like, the 80-20 rule. Like, 80% of the time, you need to do what you need to do. Just because you have to do it, period. Because yeah. you, you got you to live in a good way. It's like, but 20% of the time, fuck off. Mm-hmm. You know, because – you gotta live, yeah. like enjoy yourself. It's I think you need that, that. Yeah, and I think I've convinced myself incorrectly, but you know I, I've convinced myself that I'm like a hundred percent fuck off right now, even though I can, it's not. Even though I know that's not true, like I, I'm not putting. I can't put all the value on. Well, you know what, whether or not I'm currently working out or not, because there are people that let's just face it, there are people out there that don't work out that are perfectly content and happy with where they are in life. They have no or at least they seem that way. I mean, maybe they do have, you know, internal strife, but you know, it's just not one of those things they value. They, they, they're in a place where they are content. You know, they found that place. And for me, like, um, I don't know if I, you know, I don't know if I'll ever find it, but that's fine. I don't think that you have to be, I don't think there's no rule that says you have to be content in your life. I feel like you need to be thankful and, or at least should be, if you want to, if, if you could want to properly process all of your, the blessings that are around you or you can choose to ignore them. But I, I feel like you need to be thankful, but I don't feel like you're not required to be content. Like my, even my faith doesn't like tell me like you, you better uh, be thankful and be fine with where you're at right now. Like there's no rule or law that tells me, tells me that I need to be content. In fact, you know, if anything, my faith would tell me I need to constantly be improving. I constantly need to not be content but I know in my mind, it's like the Bible's talking about one thing and I'm talking about another. Like, I want to be content. I want, I want to feel like. Well, aren't they kind of the same thing? It, I, see, I think if you're talking about like, so what like my faith would say is I need to constantly be improving to, or um, I need to be constantly trying to reflect Christ. Okay. That's like the ultimate goal, I guess, of a Bible believing Christian would be to live their life and to reflect the nature of Jesus in their actions and their words, to attract people, to, you know, hear about the gospel. That would be, I guess, the, the cliff notes on, I think, what it means to be a, a person of faith. But in my mind, it's like, 
my idea of contentment is not that noble. It's more selfish. It's, I want to feel like I'm, you know, I made it, you know, I want to feel like I can walk into a room and, uh, I've got my shit together more than the other people in there, as opposed to I walk into a room and I feel like I need to cover up how, what a bunch of, you know, unraveled string I am right now. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's a selfish, it's a selfish desire. It's like, I want to feel content. I, you know, I want to feel like I've made it where I'm at in my mind. Like, fuck yeah, this is the, this is the ideal Andrew Hoffman. You know, this is, you know, this is what the good Lord intended when he put me down And it, It's all selfish. It's not, it's, it's for no one else's benefit other than my own. So I know that that's not a healthy way to think. Well, I, I don't know because you thinking like that, doesn't that make you a better person for your friends and your family and your wife and your kids? It I might, mean, I, it, for all I know, it could turn me into a huge asshole. You know, I don't know, but <laughs> I feel like I, I will say this. I will, I will definitely give you this. Um, with, I, I, I definitely know the misery that accompanies, you know, these feelings of ineptitude. I'm very familiar with those feelings. So I know that the, that's not helping anything. I know that's not doing a service to anybody, you know, friends, family, myself. So yeah, most definitely by me improving myself, regardless of, of what my ultimate motivation is or end game, if I'm feeling good, yeah, there are going to be some, you know, there's going to be a ripple effect where the people in my life are going to see that, you know, I'm more confident. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe just generally happier, more upbeat. Uh, so yeah, there will be that, but it, it would never, it would never be for them. It would never be like, I'm doing this for you. You know, I'm becoming this person for you. Yeah. It's all, you know, I might say, you know, I might, might feel nice to say that like, Oh, I, you know, I wanted to do this for you. And then, at the end of the day, it's like, I know like if I'm, it's, it's for myself. And I'm not going to say that's a bad thing. I'm not going to like sit here and I'm not going to. I'm not going to belittle somebody whose goal is to be the ultimate version of themselves. You know, I'm just not because at some point it's like, what else are you going to do? Like, where is your time better spent? I don't have, I can't, I couldn't suggest to somebody who's got their shit together, what they should be doing with their time. You know, I mean, who, where, where, where would that authority come from, from my perspective? So whether for whatever reason they're doing it, whether it's their own personal benefit or whether or not they're just, you know, maybe they're covering up a bunch of pain on the inside and this is how they deal with it. On the outside, they, you know, it's something that I would aspire to. So it's like, for whatever their reason is, the end game, they're accomplishing. They are projecting a, you know, they're projecting confidence and, <laughs> um, and, and they're inspiring. Regardless of, of why they did it, regardless of what they're battling in their heads, they're still, you know, they're still inspiring. So I'm not going to sit and, and, and dog, you know, I, like I said, it, 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 busy people annoy me. They bother me, but I, I know why they bother me. It's, you know, it's because like, I feel like I should be busy, you know, even though I know that <laughs> it's like this constant site. This is, this is, Sorry if everybody there needs, if you guys need a drink, go ahead and take one here because, I'm, <laughs> but yeah, this is just like, this is how it goes in my mind. Like I'll tell myself that, you know, I should be doing that stuff and I'll tell myself, well, it doesn't matter. Now you're being selfish. You only want that stuff for selfish reasons. And then it's like, well, now you're just looking for a reason not to do it. And it's like, well, give me a good reason. to do, And it, it, 
basically just goes on and this on. This constant cycle. And, and, and the end on. result is me not doing anything. You know what I'm saying? That and that's tending to be the only result right now is me just, you know, co- I'm coasting. I don't want to say tread. That's, I guess I kind of feel like I've been tre- I feel like I've been treading water. You know, it still takes a lot of work I'm, to tread water. I feel like I've been treading water now for 15 years. You know, been at the same job, uh, been at the same house from you know since 2008. Um, I feel like it's not a lot has changed in my life in the last you know 10, 15 years. Uh, and I guess that's just kind of how life is. You know, I mean, life is. Some I heard somebody say it the other day. Guy, I kind of respect, and I know him personally, and so you know, he take it a little bit more to heart. But he's like, you know, life is. Um, he goes, he goes. I see everybody, you know, coming to the end of 2019, and here come all the same people again with their post about how 2019 whooped their ass. You know, you know those people. Everybody talks about how what a shitty. You mean, oh, 2016, worst year of our. You know, this is the worst year ever, and oh, can't wait to put 2016 behind me. And 2017 comes. Oh, 2017 is. You know, can we just get to 2018, please? Like, 2017's been a huge meme, and 2018 comes. It's like, oh, that's 20, 2018. This is the worst, man. Can we just can we get to 2019 already? And it's like, and here come all your posts again about how t- 2019 sucked and about how it, it's been your worst year. And next year. year, we're going to make it better. Exactly. And then next year, you're, and it's like, I got news for you. If the past 10, 15 years have all whooped your ass, like, next year's going to whoop your ass. The year after that's going to keep whooping your You know, it's just going to continue. And he's like, I got, you know, it's like a breaking news for you. Like, life generally is boring and mundane. And I'm thinking to myself, like, and this is a guy that I guess I could say would be one of those guys who is constantly busy with, you know, super, you know, great goal-oriented, you know, guy. And it's like, but even, you know, hearing him say that, it's like, you know, I'm thinking like life is generally mundane, not bad, not negative, not cruel but mundane and boring and it's like i think if you can kind of come to accept that well i think that people do that to themselves is people get into this familiar zone people talk about it being like a comfort zone but it's usually not all that comfortable from for most people you know so, but it's but it's familiar they're used to it so they don't want to change yeah it's, it's just how it goes i mean people just like things to kind of be the same way as they always were because it's not going to be amazing. It's not going to be awesome, but it's not going to hurt too bad either. So I'm just, I'm just going to kind of stay here. I mean, here. it's, it's got to be like something in our, in our psyche that is self-preservation because we know almost like a, like an animal. Like if we found a safe place, we know that bad guys can't get us if we, we are in our safe place. You know, like if you're a cat and you like to hide under the couch, like, you know, like cat thinks to himself, I'm under this couch. Like nobody can get me. Nobody can see me. Yeah. I'm invisible. I'm protected. That's, I think. People are the same way. It's we find a, a, a situation that we're comfortable in, and it's easy to just kind of retreat into that type of life because you know, like, okay, at least if I know if I'm doing this, like, I've the bad guys can't get me. You know, I've got everything. If as long as I can stay in this particular lane of life and not have to worry about taking too many risks or chances, I know I can do this. And that's kind of like what I said earlier. Like, I am, I have, I am competent in living a pretty easy middle-class American life, you know? And that's, for me, like, that's my little hiding place. And it's like, well, if I don't, I don't have to, I don't, you know, nobody's telling me I've got to do this or do that or do this with my time or, you know, nobody's, there's no, nobody has a gun to my head saying improve or else. Yeah. You know, I'm not being threatened, my, you know, I'm not being threatened with, like, losing my family because I'm not doing this or that. It's like I'm in a 
comfortable, safe place. And it's, uh, I wouldn't say it's, it's hard to leave as much as it is. Why would I, you know, what's the point? You've got to convince yourself to, of the benefits of, of getting out of that place. And for me, I just like, I've been in that place for a while. You know, well, I think we all get there. That's the thing. Is that that's the idea? The the principle called the slight edge. You know, it's like like change is actually really easy to do. All right, but it's also easy not to do. Yes. Right. So what you have to do is kind of make it easier to do than not to do. If that makes sense. Like a great example is like if you want to stop eating junk food, mm-hmm. right? Get it out of your house. Mm-hmm. Get it like throw it all away. Give it away. Like what I like to do is take it to work. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Like, as I'm addicted to sweets. I love sweets. And if I have something and it's not worth the calories, I just take it to work. Yeah. Like, I bought some cookies the other day that looked kind of interesting. Like, they were, like, German, kind of like a biscuit kind of cookie cracker kind of thing with, like, chocolate on top of it. I'm like, well, this can be interesting. Took a bite. I was like, this is not worth the calories. Yeah. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. I took them to work. Gone in like 30 minutes. Of course, because yeah. the pigs just oh, come yeah. in and devour everything. That is. So, but it's like, it's simple. It's like... If I don't have those things at home, mm-hmm. I can't eat them. Yeah. So I'd have to like get up, go to the store, buy some sweets, come home, eat them where nobody can see yeah. me, and I feel like I'm not going <laughs> to gain the gain the weight You're or like the calories or whatever. In your house, yeah, like. exactly. But it's like if I, if I do that, it makes it more difficult to do it, so I'm more likely not to do it. Yeah. Whereas if I have them like over on the counter, the cookies, I just like, oh, let's go grab some cookies and have them after dinner, yeah. and it's no big deal. And, are you ready for an excuse that's going to make you want to reach across this table with that big hand and slap my face? <laughs> sure. Because I got an excuse for you. So it <laughs> it is it is difficult with have with you know because I live with five other people, got four kids and my wife, and like so I don't unfortunately have as much say as I would like at, at like what's in the house, you know, especially you talking about food. So. It's like, just for an example, like, you know, we had Thanksgiving and then a couple of days, you know, then just yesterday we had my, my second oldest son's birthday. So there's sweets in the house. There's leftover cake, trays of cookies, all that stuff. And it's like, I know the kids will like to eat it. You know, they, they like to eat that stuff, even though I don't like them eating junk food. But it's for me, that's an excuse not to throw it away. Like, yeah. yeah, it's not mine. I'm not. But, but yeah. here's here's yeah. the th- here's the thing about yeah, this. I'll just try a little bit right? here and there. I'm not gonna slap you for that one. We all deal with that. It's like I, I've known you when you were on super crazy low carb diets, and you wouldn't have anything that was a carb. Oh, yeah. It's all just fats and meats and protein, all that good stuff. It also works. It works. Yeah. It does. It's it's a hard way to live. Yeah. I don't think it's really sustainable for most people long term. But like a couple of years ago, I did a weight loss challenge with my buddy. And my, my friend, Mike, he's one of the sponsors of the show, he put me on a diet that was basically a ketogenic diet. Yeah. Super low carbs. He dropped my calories a little bit, not much, but just enough to kind of get me in a deficit. And it's like, it's, it's so funny because like I lost like, what, 12 kilos in like 10 weeks or something like that. So what's yeah. that, like 24, 25-ish pounds, yeah. something like that. But I didn't do anything crazy. Yeah. I didn't ramp up and do a bunch of cardio or anything stupid. Like, no, I just, I watched what I ate. And went to the gym like normal. That was it. That's all I did different. Mm-hmm. Whereas everybody's like, oh, I can't believe you lost that much weight in that short amount. Yeah. I'm like, well, if you do it right, you know, like, where's my buddy? Like, he ended up, like, cutting way too much calories down. We had the same nutrition plan for my buddy. Yeah. He had a little bit less calories because so he's a little bit smaller than I am. But essentially, he cut his way down. He was doing CrossFit at the time. So he was listening to them do more like a zone diet, like a 30-30-30, okay. yeah, yeah. like a balanced 
carbs, protein, and fat. That's, that's neither here nor there. But basically, he cut the calories down so much that his body almost went into, like, starvation mode. Yeah. And, like, he held on to weight, whereas I actually lost weight pretty steadily. Yeah. It was he, – he got so frustrated. I'm like, if you'd have just listened to Mike, yeah. we'd have been fine. And you I know, know I – Like, like it, it doesn't take – Tons of discipline to be able yeah. to do that. So I've known you when you when you've done stuff like that. So I've seen that not be a problem for you. Yeah. It's, so it's not that it's a problem now. It's just a little bit more difficult. But having said all that, to say this, like when it's your son's birthday, have some fucking cake. Yeah. You know of when course, it's when yeah. it's Thanksgiving. God damn it! Eat a giant plate of food that makes you almost hate yourself, and then have some pie afterwards. It's okay. It's one goddamn day. See, I I honestly I I barely ate anything for Thanksgiving because I felt. Like, why would I eat to excess today when I don't really am not concerned with what I'm eating on every other day? I can understand, yeah, like people that are busting their ass, you know, 20, 25 days a month, adhering to a strict diet, you know, yeah, they, they've earned it. You know, it's like, I haven't, why I haven't earned shoving my food, all this food down today. It's just just another day. So it was like, almost like intentionally, I was like, I'm not eating a lot today. I'm just going to eat a little bit and that's that. And that's what I did. And you know, made some sort of meaningless statement in my head about self-control, but it was like, you know, that's kind of how I felt. It was like, why, why would I, first of all, I don't really like Thanksgiving food anyway. Like, I'm what? Not, I, I mean, do not like turkey and mashed potatoes and dressing. Okay, I, I, how I, do you okay, not like I that? I love mashed potatoes. Um, I'll eat instant or, or handmade or fine. Stuffing's got to be stovetop. I'm not. What? No, see, because there's too much of a wild card when other people make their own stuffing. Like you don't know what you're gonna. Some they throw all this type of shit in there, like mushrooms and nuts, and sometimes fr- cranberry shit. And it's like, well, those people are assholes. Or it can be too runny, and it's like, just why are you trying to be tricky here? Just get the stovetop box. That's what. What are we in college here? What is this? Are you gonna tell me the stovetop tastes? You gonna tell me that doesn't taste good? Not a fan. Because you're lying. Not a fan. You're lying. Okay, stovetop is great, although you can't eat too much of it. Um. Turkey, I could take or leave it. I mean, you know, it's it's got if it's cooked all right, I'll eat it. But other than that, like, I'm not like Thanksgiving guy. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that big of a sacrifice to not eat a whole lot. But that's another thing too. Is I don't eat, I don't um, like diet wise. Like, sorry guys for turning this into like a boring, uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever my uh, whatever you want to call it, podcast about diet and whatever but i don't i don't i don't um i don't overeat i just don't eat i i know my body like i've got to be like and it's not diagnosed but i'm assuming everything i've read i've got to be like insulin resistant to a point you know where carbs really take a toll on me like i I retain fluid easily because like same thing like when i did that low carb diet i I had similar experience to you like i i think i dropped like 25 pounds in the first month and you know it, that's that's a lot in four weeks. It I is. Mean, you shouldn't lose more than like two to three pounds of a, a week. Yeah, really? Maybe it was like maybe it was two months, but it was fast. And it you know it came back probably just as fast when I stopped. So I think you know, and, and another thing too, and, and this is something I, I didn't really touch on, but um, towards my end of the, my time with CrossFit, you know, I was kind of. Um, you know, I was kind of in a period where I was a little bit upset, you know, with, you know, some coaches that had left the gym and some people I'd worked out with for years leaving the gym. Um, but I went to do a Tough mutter with two of my friends. And one of the guys um, was, a you know, a, 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 a strong guy who 
had a lot of experience. He was in the military experience working out, so I knew he was going to do great. The other guy was mainly just like a, a runner, you know, not really a lifter, but he, he ran. He was in decent shape, but, you know, he's mainly just a runner. Um, so I was like, okay, I, I feel like I can, you know, I've been working out now for years. Like, I'm as strong as I've ever been. I run more than I've ever run in the past, you know, just doing all this CrossFit shit. Like, I feel like I've got to have the best lung capacity I've ever had. I've, if I'm ever going to do it, it's going to be now. And, dude, I got my ass handed to me. I think I cramped up so bad, like, I could see, like, I could see my leg, like, the, my calf muscles, like, sucking into my bone. I was cramping up. I, and, I, and mind you, I had been drinking water like a motherfucker for, like the, the la- like, the previous couple weeks trying to make sure this didn't happen. Yeah. And... <clears throat> I was so beaten and bruised by the end of that thing through the obstacles and the cramping and stuff that I was so just, I was like, man, if I put in all this work, like I put all this work in to get in the best shape that, that I've ever been in. And yet I cannot, I can't keep up with these, you know, I can't even, I can't do this. Um, and I was like, I'm just not like, I'm just not a, I'm not a, a physical exertion guy. Apparently like I'm not, that's just something that I'll never be good at it and fuck it. And why am I working out? Why am I doing all this shit? If I can't excel at something? Yeah, of course it's my first tough mutter. My first probably being a little hard on myself, but, a little bit, but yeah. at the same time, that's how I felt. I was like, you know, here's this other guy I'm doing it with. He's, you know, coming off of the street, just, you know, doing his, you know, he runs a couple miles every night. And this dude was jumping over obstacles and this and that. And, you know, carrying shit on his back. And it's like, dude, like, this dude's putting in no work other than some, you know, some light running. And it was just like, I'm just never going to be good at anything like this. So why am I, you know, why am I trying? So of course I, I pout about it, you know, in my, in my, in my brain, fucking pout about it the next few days. I can barely, took me like two or three days before I could, and I'm not joking. It took me two or three days before I could walk. That's how my legs, I never experienced anything like it. Like with that cramping, the after effects of that cramping left my legs. So I thought I was in a car accident terrible so i took i just got as discouraged as possible over you know the the the, you know the the following week and that was like the beginning of the end for me because it was like if like this is if if for what other reason have i been doing all this other than to finally put myself to the test and i get out there and I, i feel like i might as well be like like i might as well have done nothing so uh that was kind of like that made it for me, it was almost a blessing for me in, in, in a weird way because finally I had the excuse that I needed, you know, like finally I could justify quitting because of how shitty I just performed. Even though, you know, I couldn't say it was my first, you actually, first of all, I didn't give myself any chance to like say, dude, you actually did a tough martyr. You crossed the finish line. You did, you finished. Which most people and can. you did not finish last. Like you finished. Like yeah, most people can't know. do that. And, um, so there was none of that, you know, there was no self-congratulations or feel, you know, all it was, was, you know, well, this is, must be the sign I was looking for, you know, fuck it all. And that's when I was like, I'm just going to join the Y and I'm just going to run, just going to get on the treadmill and whatever happens, happens. And, you know, that got boring. That, that, that could only last for so long. And I really wasn't getting any type of weight loss. I don't know why, probably because I, because I feel like I'm maybe the type of person that has to eat that has to be vegetarian pretty much to, to lose weight or either that or just go strict keto. So either way, no carbs. Um, it was like, I don't want to do that again. Like, I do not feel like putting myself through that. I don't feel like 
my house smelling like bacon and meat for the next 90 days. Like I just couldn't fathom the thought of having to do that again. So, and then I'm like, well, if I'm sitting here and I'm running and shit and, you know, nothing's, I, you know, maybe lost five, seven, six, seven pounds. That wasn't good enough to justify the time investment and the money. So I had finally had all the excuses that I needed to say, I'm just going to start coming home after work and see how I feel about that. And I got real comfortable doing that, you know, going to work, coming home and doing shit. And I've been, I've been in that lane now for what about a couple years now. So <laughs> yeah. And you know, I really haven't, you know, I maybe put on, I don't know, five pounds in the last couple of years, but not, but I can tell like, I probably also lost a lot of muscle mass and like replaced it with blob. So even though like weight wise, I'm not really that much different. I feel like I can, I feel different. You know, I feel like a big slug. So, but I don't feel shitty enough to do anything about it. So that's a plus. (laughs) Got that going for me. All right. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? So anyway, uh, yeah. Browns game today, right? No. Um, But anyway, I'm not like, yeah, not. Not to bring all that up, just I, I guess mainly I'm just kind of sharing all this to just I, I would imagine there's people out there that relate. I'm sure almost everyone it, it, can to, relate to that. To anything, it, whether it has to do with working out or diet, you you can take that family. and put it in any any part of your life. It's it's it all comes down to being finding a, a place of contentment and also being able to you know justify it for you know a a, a, a positive reason. Um, I guess that's, is that the per is that, is that the purpose of life? I guess if you're not, if you don't live by any type of religious faith, like, is that the purpose of life to be the most, the, the, the best, I don't know, be the best that you can be, be all you can be, <laughs> um, and then make enough money to die somewhat comfortably and pay for your own funeral. Like, is that like, is that. I hope that's not all of life. Well, no, I, I guess. I, well, let me ask you then: Is somebody who is somebody who is not living to appease a higher power? Okay, what is your motivation to to be to to do anything worthwhile? I mean, is it just that you feel like that's what I should be doing, or do you feel like something instinctual inside you to be productive? You know, like what what is is it? I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm just genuinely curious. Like because for me, like I feel like I have the ultimate calling, and yet I feel like I can't do anything with, with that. I don't. I, I look at so life. If I didn't have any calling at all, I, I don't know. I look at life a lot differently than you do, obviously, and I don't see my life as some sort of calling to do something. Yeah. So appease. You're, some you're here. Higher power or do whatever. Like I'm here. It is what it is. Yeah. Like I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what we're going after. You know, I, I, I don't believe the lights just shut off. You know, I don't believe that at all. But I, I who knows what really comes next? You yeah. know, and like me, like, I'd like to make a difference. Whereas right now, I feel like I'm just living for me, just to pay my bills and you know, support my family and to do those kind of things. And I feel like it's, it's, not, it's not fulfilling. Like, like, I want to make a difference. You know, whether that's by people hearing this podcast or... Um, I tend to be the person that my friends can come to and talk about their problems. Yeah. I, I always joke with them. It's like, I've got big ears, you know, and they're good at listening. So if you need to talk, like I'm yeah. here, like I enjoy just letting them take like a, a burden and load off just, mm-hmm. just by listening to it. Like I enjoy that kind of stuff. Whereas like, I, I don't know where my life is headed. I'm, I'm not super happy with 
you know, like where I'm at at the moment, like I said, just like going to my, my job to pay my bills and do that kind of stuff. Like, like I'd like to make more of a difference in this world. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what that means yet. I, yeah. don't know, I don't know how I'm going to do it. You know, I see a lot of people doing it like with YouTube channels and starting businesses and doing that kind of stuff. Whereas I, I can't do any of that shit. You know, I've got no experience with yeah. any of that kind of stuff. So I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but. Yeah, I mean, I've I've kind of wondered sometimes, like, if, and I'm just saying maybe this is just for me personally, because, like, you know, I have, there's a lot of people who, that I know that are, that share the same faith I do and are some of the hardest working people I've ever met, just as there are people who, you know, don't believe and are also incredibly hardworking. Um, but for me, like, I'm wondering, like, does my, does kind of this impending like what what i believe my i i I believe this life is just you know a you know just a blade of grass basically in the in in the scope of eternity and what comes afterwards like it's just it's 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 a sliver of time basically and so i wonder if it's sometimes it's easier for me to then trivialize what I actually accomplish on earth because I can get in this trap where it's like, well, I'm focused on what comes afterwards, but I know for a fact, like there are things that like the, the, the Bible explicitly tells a person not to, not to live like this, not to, you know, oh yes, keep your eyes on the prize basically. But it, above any, you know, uh, 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 above anybody, if if anybody's going to value and 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 be productive on Earth, it should be people that have my faith. It should be those people, if they're going to follow the, you know, what's in the Bible. It should be people that believe what I believe that we should be leading the way when it comes to productivity and serving, making a difference, stuff like that. And yet, for me, it's like it's I don't know if it serves as anything but an excuse to live a life of endless procrastination in in a sense because it because it's like you know well uh for me this is as bad as it's gonna get you know this is as far away from heaven as i'll ever be and so uh it's easy to kind of you know i could trick myself and i think hey, this you know let's just get this over with like i said if i if i have this thought of something impending hap coming this thing that i'm anxious about i just want to get it over i want to get to it so it's like if i'm anxious about life and you know the conclusion of it you know part of me is just like let's just get to the good part okay but what about living in the now well exactly and that's and that's what that's where i know i'm off base because i even though i feel like i may be using my faith as an excuse i know that that's not i know that's a that's faulty thinking i know that's incorrect that's a character flaw like i said something that i can freely admit like i have no issue like i am not the type of person that will dance around my character flaws and try to justify them like i will you know i will roll around them and, and display them for the world i don't i don't care like i feel like our character flaws make us that's what makes us interesting yeah i mean you know i the last thing i want to do is hang out with some you know unless a dude's jesus i don't need to be hanging around with any perfect people that think they're perfect and it's, i mean they're boring they're they i don't think i've ever met one that's ever had anything to say or do that's ever contributed or interested me like i need to I like people that are broken. I like people that um, are vulnerable, people that can be emotional. We all do because yeah. that means they're real. Well, some people are, are terrified of that shit. Like some people like – like we had – I think we had – I think our friendship really 
grew during a season in your life where you needed somebody to talk to. For sure. And I felt like I could be that person. And I feel like it would have been really easy for either you to say, look, I'm, you know, 30 some years old. This is my problem and I'm going to bury it. I'm going to deal with it, compartmentalize it. Nobody needs to hear about my bullshit. And it would have been easy for me to be like, uh, you know, I mean, this guy's, you know, this, I, this guy's got his shit figured out more than I do. What's he need my help for? Like, I, yeah. I got nothing to say to him. Or just being like, grow up, bitch. Yeah. Like, but s- it's, stop I, having problems. Yeah. But like, I feel like once I realize that, like, you're not afraid to be real, like, that, and I'm talking about like, as real as you could get, at least that I've, that I've experienced as far as, you know, really being open with, you know, being hurt. Yeah. Dare I say, you've pretty much seen me at my worst. <laughs> yeah. So like, at that point, like I... It's like, to me, that, that is, um, you know, that was a moment of where, you know, I think I did, you know, where I did have that feeling of where I was, um, to me, that was being productive for me. I wasn't at the gym. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't finishing a basement. I wasn't, you know, building a hot rod, but I felt like at least for, something I can do hopefully is talk to people, listen to people, advise people to an extent. So I felt like, you know, to me, like, that's when I, like, I understood that, like, okay, this is, you know, this is, this dude's more like a brother than he is a friend because, you know, only, only somebody like, even my own brothers have not opened up to me like that. So, uh, for me, like, I, I, that's just how you, you, it's something I've tried to talk to my kids about too. It's like, do not be afraid to freaking talk to somebody, man. Like, don't. And, 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 and when you go out and you look for people to spend your time with and to, and to be friends and life partners with, I mean, find people that, that are broken and that have no problems talking to you about that and that you can talk to about, you know, yourself, because I said, you know, be afraid of the people that are trying to come off as whole yeah. perfect creatures. And they're because, always, everything's fine. Like. Like, Most, yeah. I, like again, like the Instagram post, like this is my perfect day, and it's like, no, it's like we're not always like that. Yeah. You have moments like that, but that's it. Yeah. They're just moments. And that's the thing. Too. The rest of it's yeah. a shit show. We're just we're all trying to navigate and it the same way. And that's the thing too. It's like why? Okay, it's like you know that they're full of shit. I know they're full of shit. They know they're full of shit. So for me, it's like, why do you? Why are you posting the most boring aspect of your day? Like that great date you had, or this awesome meal you're about to eat, or you know this uh, whatever. Like that's the most that's the most boring part of your day as far as I'm concerned. Let me hear about the time. You know, let me hear about the conversation you were having with yourself in the shower where you had to, you know, where you were, you know, trying to deal with some real shit. Yeah. You know, that, and, and, and obviously that's not practical. Most people probably don't want to hear about that. Most people are like, I'm got my own shit to deal with. I want to, I don't, honestly, but, I, don't but I, think that's, I don't know why people look at that. I but I think try. that's why people like um, like movies and sports and all that kind of stuff so much because it distracts them from their own lives, so they don't have to sit down and think about like what's going on with them. Yeah, and you know, like it's it's hard to admit that, like, yeah, like I feel like I'm stuck, like I'm in my mid thirties, and I feel like I don't know where to go with the rest of my life, but I'm not fulfilled, like I'm not happy, like, but I don't know what to do to get me to that spot. Like I know I want to make a difference, but how? Why? Where? When? I. I I don't have answers to all these questions. Yeah, and that I think that 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 the only 
but the best way to, I guess, take comfort in that is kind of like what I was thinking earlier was this guy saying that if you can accept the mundaneness of life, and I, I think it'll make, you know, first of all, it makes it makes the good parts of life, the happy parts of life, that much more fulfilling because you understand how rare they are. Yeah. Well, let's be real you know? honest. I yeah. mean, we have it so lucky. Oh, you know, yeah. Being like, born in the time we have been, like in this country, is oh, like yeah. two white males. Like, get I, out of here. It's like, I, I was it's watching, like the best time to yeah. be alive, man. That's it. I was watching like a, um, a Louis C.K. bit the other day. He, that's kind of, he was trying to talk about the same thing. Like, he's like, man, he goes, considering that you could be anything else, like being able to like be, no matter how big of a shitty person you are, like everything else in the world usually ends, anything else living typically ends by getting its face eaten off by something higher <laughs> in the food chain. Like, Unfortunately, yeah. usually eating asshole first. Yeah, or eating asshole first. This is just a bad way to go. Um, I don't know anything about getting asshole first. That's how, that's how bears leech you. They'll hold you down and just go to town. I did they, they, won't, they won't even kill you. No, they don't care. Ooh. Whereas like cats, like if you're out in nature, you want to get killed by a cat because they'll just kill you. They'll quick. just go straight for the jug. Right to the neck. Like just, I'm you're done. Mind. Taking, put a note yeah, you see there. a bear like shit. <laughs> but yeah, we are like, like you said, like, yeah, ultimately like you have to be able, and I think I said this earlier too, like you have to be able to be thankful or at least cognizant of just the showering of blessings that surround just the most average of American lives. And yeah, I know that's, that's, it's boring to talk about how great we all have it, especially when there, there is real suffering out there, but I mean, it's, it's true. It's like, I mean, what else do you, what else do you want? What else could you ask for? You know? Um, but. All right. I, we're, we're so blessed. Like, like we just talked about like who we are, where we are, what's going on. It's, it's amazing. It's a, it's a great time to be alive, but there's nothing wrong with striving for more too. Like I said, I, I don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I haven't figured that all out yet, but I know that I want to make more of a difference in people's lives. Like that, that's something that I feel passionate about, you know, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting more than just what I have. Like I'm, I'm extremely blessed to have what I have. Life's amazing. I've got great friends. I've got great family. You know, I've got a, a house to live in, a job to go to, you know, food in the fridge. Like life is great. Yeah. And like, I think that's the big challenge is to not deceive. Don't, don't just, you know, this is myself. Don't, I can't allow myself to, I can't deceive myself. I can't build this case against myself that I'm a certain way that's unchangeable, that life is a certain way that's unchangeable. Um, I'm not really sure like what the tipping point is going to be to like start to take some action, you know, as far as what I think would make me happy. But um, as long as I think I know that there is a point that I'd like to get to and that I'm not there yet, uh, I feel like that's enough to look forward, um, at least for now. Uh, but as long, you know, it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, what else can you do? You know, at the end of the day, you have to, like, you've got to find, um, a reason to, I guess, be the best you, um, and, uh, but as we all understand, that's a process. You're never going to arrive. Like there's always stuff to be striving for. Yeah. Um, there should be. Uh, should be. I mean, should be. Well, I, I just, it's, it's, 
it, it kind of just com- comes down to like what you what what's going to feel feel <laughs> stuttering in my mind here. <laughs> what's going to fill that kind of like that that void in your life? Um, and for me, um, I'm not sure if I exactly know what it is yet. Like I know that. Um, I will, f- I, I, I know that for me personally, I do, I, I value making physical progress. So I, even though like to some people that might seem, uh, vain or a waste of time or whatever, even though I have not done any of it, like it, for me, it's something I do value. Like I, I did, I, I, I had a very, um, uh, probably, you know, as, as high of a confidence as I've had as far as not, not necessarily in the way I looked, but in the way that I was able to, um, have a structure of getting myself to a point. Like, that's what I look back at it. It's like, I didn't appreciate it at the time, but I look back at it now. I was like, like, like you said, like you've seen me do the diets, you've seen me do the work in the gym, you know, it, it can be done. I know it can be done. Um, it's just where do I get to that point where, um, the, I guess the pain of not doing it overweighs the inconvenience or the pain of having to start doing it. And, um, I guess we'll just have to wait and see, you know, like, uh, I, I feel like in certain areas of my life right now, I've got so much to be thankful for. And it's easy to get lost in that too, to just say, like I said, I'm in my safe spot everything's great. All my kids are healthy. My marriage is good. Um, my mom and dad are still alive. My business is great. It's easy to want to just retreat in there. Cause I think maybe if nobody notices, you know, I've never, maybe if nobody notices how easy and tragedy free my life has been, then nobody can fuck it up. Maybe, and maybe I won't fuck it up for myself either. Yeah. But, but at the same time, you're also like, just coasting. Yeah. It's, it's you're led, not living. Yeah. It's led to a lot of just treading water, but I don't know. Um, it just kind of, and I think, I think I talked about this in one of the first solo casts I did with you, but you know, when you feel like you've got all the reasons in the world to be happy and to, and to be able, and to have that fuel to go out and produce in society and yet you still can't do it. And you can't just say, well, I'm, that's cause I'm mentally ill. I can't do it. I need medication. Well, that's, I don't, maybe that's true for some people. I don't know. I honestly don't know, like where that obviously is true yeah. for some people, but I think most people could get there with I, I, yeah. diet and exercise. That's and that's the thing, man. It's like, and I've even 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 looking at like, um, you know, some people in the faith that have that, that I could talk about anxiety and depression. Say, you know what? They don't, de- you know, we don't. De- it's not going to deny that it exists. Of course, it exists. It affects. It, it can affect a believer. It's easy. It can affect a non-believer. There's no rule to say, oh, if I believe in God, then I'm not going to be depressed. I'm not going to be anxious. But this dude said this. He's like, do me a favor. He goes, um, for 30 days, just go to church every Sunday and lift weights two to three times a week. That's it. That's all you got to start with. 30 days, go to church four times on Sunday, you know, go to church every Sunday. And then every week, lift, not run, lift weights, lift something heavy two to three days a week. In 30 days, tell me how depressed and anxious you feel. Be honest. And he goes, not obviously, he goes, if it's something clinical, he goes, yeah, it's, it might still be there. He goes, but 90% of the time, it's 
once you take those steps to, to like even as small as they seem and you just do them and you get yourself in the habit of doing them you'd be according to him and and part of me is thinking to myself like shit man he's making a lot of sense cuz i feel like even even just that little bit of structure and that's why i really started trying to get back in fact today's like the first day of church i missed in a while but um um you know getting myself back there getting my family back there um just even starting with that has has at least been like okay I, I told myself I was going to do something and now we're doing it. So it's like, okay, what's next? So I, I feel like I'm getting close to, to wanting, and I, and I don't want to say, so, well, I'm going to wait till New Year's and once New Year's comes, it's resolution time, but who knows? Maybe. To me, that's a cop out yeah, for most I people. Mean, it's like, if you need to change something in your life, fucking change it. Yeah. Like, why don't am I going to wait for January for 1st? Yeah. Like, okay, now's the time. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to stop eating this. Yeah. I'm going to go do that. I'm going to read or I'm going to. You know, do whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. I mean, like, why wait till January? Just do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now. Gotta be now. Now's good. Shit. Yeah. Um, who knows, guys? Maybe uh, in our next podcast, I'll sound just like this, except I'll sound like this with a six-pack. So... Well, just remember, it's taken you a long time to get back out of shape. It's going to take you a long time oh, to did. get back into shape. I got, yeah. Like, I, I've, <laughs> I've got no, there's no, like, like at, at this point, all I think I need from from exercise is even more than the physical. I know that the physical will come even if it does. Look, I'm never going to, like, I'm never going to have a six-pack. I'm never going to, it's just, I'm just not going to. Um, but I feel like, uh making progress mentally from, for me, that's going to help me out mentally Yeah, more than it's going to help ever could help me out physically. For sure. And I mean, look, there's something to, uh, you know, some stress and anxiety can, can, even though it's mental, it can take its physical toll on you. I mean, it can, it's, that's, it's like that cycle, you know, you feel, you just feel down and depressed. So you don't exercise. So you feel more down and depressed and you know, it, it just affects you by your tired all the time. Um, you know, you're, you're, you know, how many times even during this podcast is my mind just phased out, you know, as I'm trying to think of something because it just does, it takes uh, a mental toll. I've, it's hard for me now. It's hard. I used to be really good at verbalizing my insane thoughts and now it's hard. It's harder to verbalize anything just because I'm always thinking of different ways to say what's going to, what's about to come out of my mouth and, uh, you know, my, uh, am I conveying my point correctly? Am I, Am I whining? Am I being, am I blaming? But you know, it's, it's all, it's, everything has to go through like 18 filters before it can come out of my mouth. And it's to me, I know that's not me. Like that's not normal. So I can, I know something's up with me, you know? And yeah, but I think we all deal with a lot of these same things too. And most people just aren't willing to admit that. Yeah. You know, and most of us need to change something in our lives need to change. Who knows what that is? It's different for everybody. You know, but it's like the first thing you got to do is figure out why you want to do it for you because mm-hmm. you can't do it for somebody else because then that's going to fade, you know, over time. Yeah. So you got to do it for you for the right reasons, you know, and if, and if you're ready, do it now. If you're not, then wait till you're ready, but try to get yourself more ready if you can, you know, yep. and we can always hold you accountable on here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've, that's, you know, that was one of the nice things about, about the CrossFit was the accountability and you know, one of those things that definitely went away when I stopped and, um, but 
at the same time, accountability, you know, it, 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 it really like, it scares me just because like, it's so easy. I can always like take a shit on myself based on what, you know, if I want to do something, like I'm going to do something and I don't do it. I'm like, well, you're just a fucking idiot. That's you know, you were never going to do it to begin with. But man, when somebody holds me accountable, it's like, I had this, such a fear of letting people down <laughs> that I know it'll work. Which is, I remember like, a couple years ago, actually like a year ago, my friend wanted to do another low carb diet. And this is terrible guys. I hate telling this story. I don't think I've ever told it before publicly, but he, he kept, it's like, okay, it's about this time a year ago. And he wanted to do a low carb diet. And we started talking, he's like, we're going to start, we're going to start on this particular date. Are you ready? And we were talking it up for weeks. Like, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Here it comes. And then we started it. And the first day went by and I didn't, and I ate carbs. <laughs> okay. And I was like, oh shit. Like, and he like, you know, checks in. He's like, how'd you do on, you know, day one? How are we doing? I'm like, oh, we're doing all right, man. We're doing so far so good. So you, you know? lied to him? Dude. Oh okay. shit. Listen, dude, I went, I went the whole 30 day challenge telling him I did it. All right. You did not. Yeah. Updating him on my weight loss when I hadn't even lost any weight. No, that's slap for you. I'm going to slap you No, right listen now. though. So I go over to his house after the challenge and it's about probably two weeks after the challenge. He's got like, Hey, he's like, I know you're coming over. He goes, I'm, I'm still doing it. He goes, are you, he goes, are you still kind of doing it? I'm like, Oh yeah, man, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not doing it as much as I, I'm not doing as great as I was, but I'm still doing it a little bit, you know, and I'm, I'm still trying to, you know, I'm not trying to overdo it, you know, but yeah, I'm still, you know, no car, you know, for the most part, no carb, you know, maybe a little bit here and there. He's like, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, here's what I'm making when you come over and, you know, it's only this many net carbs. I'm like, oh, good, man. That, that should work out just fine. Yeah. <laughs> and I get over And here's the great thing. Okay. So I get over there. I have, of course, I haven't lost a pound, you know, and, but the, the power of persuasion, I walk, he's like, oh, dude, look, look at you, man. I'm like, looking good. And he's like, oh yeah, dude. And you know, we're like hugging and like, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, dude, you're full of shit. We're both full of shit because- all I had to do was like, you know, convince you how well things are going and you saw what you wanted to see. So is any of this, is any, did you do it? Man, I'm thinking to myself, did you even do it? Like maybe you did. Maybe he thought he was tricking me the whole time. And I'm like, look, I'm like, has he lost? Oh, yeah, shit. He's fucking lost weight. Damn it. You know, so, <laughs> as you're mad because you didn't. Yeah, I know. Work. And I'm thinking like, why didn't I just do it? Then I would have been where he was. And like, So now you know what type of piece of human shit you guys are dealing with here. So. Oh, no, stop, stop. I love you. Don't don't but, be like that. But if you do need somebody to hold you accountable, I'm your Huckleberry. Oh, I, I know you. But don't would. you dare fucking lie to me. I know. Yeah. I will kick you <laughs> that, in the dick so that's, hard. That's why I'm telling you the story. <laughs> that way, I'm holding myself accountable because now I have. That that might be one of my worst secrets. All right. Look, I'm not. If that's one of my worst secrets, I'm doing all right. Okay. I don't have. There's no bodies buried anywhere. Yeah. There there are, there are worse things. There's in the no world. unpaid child support anywhere. So yeah, just a little harmless keto lie to a friend. To this, I'm not sure if I told them to this day. I'm not positive, but you know what? Well, if they're listening, they know who they are. <laughs> Sorry, dude. That's a good point. But Fuck. either way, it is what it is. All right. Well, I think that is a great place to wrap this one up. Andrew, it's always a pleasure. I'm so glad we got to fucking do a one-on-one again. It's been too long. I, I, I got to say, out of all, I agree a thousand percent. Out of all the... I'm probably most nervous to listen back to this podcast because it's like I no, it's 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 raw, it's real, it's beautiful, it's what this whole podcast is designed to be. I had a list of I stuff to talk about, and I was like, man, I, if, I, if I talk, if I actually do talk about this stuff, like it's gonna either be super boring, or it's just gonna be like a big like you know a big Tumblr vlog for some teenage girl. But you know, that's at, at the end of the day, like fuck it, like I'm, doing, I'm doing this for me. If yeah, these, if you guys like it, that's cool and everything. But if somebody wants to listen, you're more than welcome to. If yeah. not, I'm having fun. Hopefully, you're having fun. Either way, it's a blast. 
So absolutely. Anything you want to say going out? Um. Yeah. Uh. So I don't want to break the news about what we got going on right now, but we are, you know. Um. Oh wait, you mentioned it at the beginning. We're in a new studio. New studio. We got a studio going. Um. So you, you know, be prepared to gaze upon me maybe for the first time ever um on an upcoming video you got that to look forward to a little bit of decorating to do yeah we're gonna start uh, some video podcasts here put it up on youtube which i'm not super excited about because i know i'm gonna get all kinds of trouble and demonetize and flags and issues for all the hate speech and because people (laughs) don't seem to actually like the truth anymore well but that is what it is. That hopefully it's truth is none of my concern. Well, hopefully that's just a way to bring people yeah. over to the podcast, and and I need to figure out. Obviously, actually, I need your help. This is a call to action for for us, not you guys. Um, is like I need to get this podcast up on different platforms, and I might need some help doing that because I'm not super techie. And I, you you helped me set this whole thing up, so I appreciate that. So we're gonna get that going for you guys too. So we'll get this out on some other different platforms. It's gonna be fun, and. Uh, Look yeah, forward you, you to can, an American Honesty here probably pretty soon, I would say, maybe next month. Yeah, possibly. I'm sure we'll do one pretty soon. Jake's yeah. always got some good ideas, and we'll, maybe we'll bring somebody else along, and maybe it'll just be the three of us. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yes. So. We love uh, – I, I think if you guys have listened, um, I think some of our podcasts with guests have been some of our best ones. So saying this legitimately, if you, I don't care if you want to get on here and talk about how sick your own brain is. Get on here. Let's talk, man. I think we need. Let's I think do it. We need to get a better get way for for um, interaction between the listeners yeah. and us. We've got to find a better way. Yeah, to there. Do that. Okay, so there is. You can always look up Andrew Hoffman on Facebook. You well, can. Well, there's that. Like, I, I have like a, a Twitter page for the podcast. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not really active with it. I don't really do too See, much I, with it. I, I don't think that's the best way to go the, about it. I would it. say your best bet now is if either get a Facebook page, message our personal Facebooks. Or I think American Honesty has a Facebook page also. You can always send Well, yeah, but that's only there. just for American yeah. Honesty, obviously. But, but we'll, we'll figure it out. We've we got to do, do some different things, kind of get some more interaction going, have some yeah. more dialogue. I've got some I, – I do have some, some, some people that have been interested in getting on here. So um, – and maybe, in, you know, less from a political point of view, but just, you know, just to kind of – Talk about life. Yeah, Talk exactly. about life is great. Yeah. I, I love these kind of conversations. Hopefully you guys like listening. Well, anyway – It's always a blast, and we will see you guys next time. All right, well, that wraps up another great episode. I just, I love sitting down with Andrew, and he was just so raw and open on this show today. This is what I started this whole podcast for. This has been a blast. Andrew and I have become really close over the last couple of years, uh, like we kind of talked about in the podcast, and he's helped me through like a really tough time in my life. He's always been there for me. You know, I, I look at him more like my brother than my friend at this point. I mean, we're just we're, we're just interconnected. I'm a firm believer, you know, that you don't get to pick your family, but you get to pick your friends, you know, and, and your friends is just the family that you choose to love. Whereas, you know, the family is obviously the people that you're born with and, and you do love because they're your family. You love them forever. But, but you're really close friends, the ones you can keep tight and just tell anything to. I mean, th- that's your family too, but that's just the family that you choose. And I, I, I just, I appreciate them so much. Anyway, I had a great time. Hopefully you guys did too. 
If you could go out to Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher, please leave some reviews for the show. We need to get the show out to new listeners. Uh, we're going to do a better job of getting it out there to different platforms. We're going to start to do some video podcasts here. It's going to be fun. I don't know if you guys want to see my ugly mug or not because I've got a face for radio, but luckily it's zoomed out far enough that you can't see all the boils and the hideousness that is on my face. So that's a glorious thing. <laughs> but anyway... That's all we have for this week. We will see you guys next time on Uncensored Humanity.